22 years, I have driven by the sign. I actually did the math. It's over 10,000 times. And the reason I'm starting with this is it's a really great example of something that most people don't pay attention to ever. Um, clearly, I find something in it whenever I am, what, not late to work. Um, whether it's the drama or the season or the mood, something of value is in that image for me. And the reason I bring it up is because when you are mindful and you care about design, it's important to see. And you have to see everything, everywhere, all of the time. You don't turn it off. So designers are really problem solvers. Um, but more importantly, we're caretakers. I have a little analogy. Um, Frank Lloyd Wright uh, built a 19-story building in the end of his career for H.C. Price in Oklahoma. They got the convocation together, and the journalist asked, Frank, what is the prerequisite of you doing your work for the client? He said, well, fulfilling the client's needs, of course. And the client said, I wanted a three-story building. And he Frank goes, oh, you don't know what you want. So clearly, it sounds a little arrogant, doesn't it? But his response is actually alluding to the fact that a client doesn't always know the possibilities. And that's our honest, OK? We're the skill set that brings the possibilities. One of my first problems <clears throat> was I was invited very late into a design on the Moraine Business Conference Center. The foundation wanted to create a donor wall in the space, a giant two-story space that is the entrance to everything that happens within this building. When I got to that meeting, the vendor brought in these final designs. This is what the donor wall was going to be at this point. And all I could think was, oh, no. <laughs> the client was happy. She, she, was, she was ecstatic. This is exactly what she, she went to the donor website, Donors for You, and she got her donor wall. But I had to put it into context and said, are you sure this is what you want? And she could not believe the way it looked. She thought I shrunk it. She thought I did something to it. So it didn't have the grandeur in which she had actually fallen in love with. So I was asked to whip something up. Um, to do that, you have to really take a look at your environment, take in absolutely everything, color, style, lines, everything. So this is what I came up with. And part of this that's a little bit more important is that I wanted to make sure that education was the, the deciding factor of um, what they were trying to say. Education is the foundation of every community. I had to create something that was exciting. I wanted people to walk in here and say, I want to be a part of this. How do I get to be a part of this? Sometimes spaces are a lot easier. I'm just transforming a space because I want to create a comfortable, uh, wonderful environment for the students. Basically, you want a space to be wonderful 
and comfortable so the student doesn't have a drain on their energy. It's hard enough, everything that they have to do every day. So bad space drains energy. So you take an empty space and you create something that's abstract and warm and reflective of the environment. That's kind of easy to do. These are actually all photographs taken on the campus by our photographer. One of the other things I had to do in a building was to support the curriculum that housed in it. It's not always about you know, marketing. It's not always about creating good spaces, but it's actually bringing something to the educational message. The science building was tough. It's really the chemistry wall that was the most difficult for me because they said, we need to have a periodic table. And I thought, oh, how am I going to make that interesting? So um, this is what I came up with. So I gave it a little bit of a sense. Um, and the really fun part about this is that I actually didn't, I actually learned things while I do this. So it's, it's more exciting for me, I think, than anybody else walking up against it. I just have to bring little points of interest along. You're not going to expect a Carl Sagan quote talking about chemistry. And what's interesting about organic chemistry? Find, find those things. So bioluminescence is the, the most interesting part of organic chemistry. Yes, it's DNA, and it's creating plastics. But who doesn't love jellyfish and fireflies? And with that note of this little tiny detail, always take advantage of every single thing you can do. It just makes the experience so much richer. Well, I didn't really know what I was going to do to make a surprise in the chemistry department in a periodic table. What can I do? So um, I noticed that the light and the shadows were basically the same shapes as the periodic table. And I thought, is there anything I can do to create shadows but not block visibility outside the windows? And sure enough, I found a vinyl that wouldn't um, block the view, but it actually would transform through light. So each time of year, spring, summer, fall, the periodic table element will cast itself on the proper part of each of these classrooms. One other architectural reference, apparently I like architects. Um, titanium, let Gary be Gary. It means that Frank Gary, who's created these incredible organic curves, and as you know, is the the creator of the Pritzker Pavilion in Millennium Park and so many other spaces. But he wouldn't be able to do any of this if it wasn't for titanium, TI-22. He would not have been able to do any of it. So it just becomes that more interesting on how this really affects our lives or expects modern architecture. With the Health Fitness um, Recreation Center, I had to build a visual relationship from the beginning. This was going to house numerous things. The facade really had to be an invitation to the community. They needed to know they were going to be a part of this building. It was for them. And everything else that goes on here is quite a piece of pie. We have community use, student use, collegiate athletics, special rec classrooms, and graduation. Every facet had to be designed with each of these relationships in mind. 
So if you just enter and walk through, going to the locker room, the transition's right here. We have a collegiate athlete. And as you make your way to the locker room, it turns into community, everyday people in the activity. At the same time, you're tying it together with all of the architecture already in place. Because every time you do anything, you want to make sure that it looks like it's there from the beginning. As far as our large art and center court art went, we'd actually done some research and found out that the, the athletics were going back to very traditional things. And you know, they had run this big giant you know, cartoons and bears jumping out of um, the wood floors and all this crazy stuff as far as court designs went. But we decided we wanted to go in a pretty sophisticated manner. But Cy, he still has a really great presence and he's still fun. And I even try to bring his motion through the end court so that that detail's there too, it ties it all together. Every single part, whether it's breaking down for intramurals or the community has use of only part of the gym, you want to make sure that they didn't feel like they were just sectioned off, that they were part of the beauty of this place. So even something as simple as the barriers and the dividers need to have some style and some branding to it. One of the reasons we had to go with sophistication was this was also made for graduation. So graduation had to be completely redesigned with that in mind. You could even build visual relationships outside. I mean, something that clients don't even warrant a thought. They said, I need a platform box on a new aluminum soccer steps. It's going to be white, right? And I said, well, I don't know. Let's see what's out there. So I went out to the environment and I looked at all the colors in the building that was there. And I decided that this color scheme was going to lend itself to blend into the environment and not to stand out like a sore thumb. Don't always take the easy way out. This is just an exercise um, where you just really need to take a look at something for what it's worth. The client says, I need you to hang these awards on this wall. And I said, oh, no, I can't do that. I can't just put those awards back on that wall. I have to do something better. So it's always about the message. What can you bring to the table to give a greater message? And of course, even though we're talking about service, we're talking about service at Moraine Valley and what you give to the students. I, of course, had to have fun and put it on the service entrance to the um, heating and air conditioning area. Wayfinding, um, it's a nightmare. People don't like it, but there's nothing more important. There was um, classrooms down at the end of a hallway and no one could get to them. They couldn't see it, there was nothing. They put that white arrow down there and that's about 50 feet from where they come up from the elevator. So all of this is just problem solving. How do you get that? How do you get that alleviated? How do you get people down there? How do you make it look good? It better match the environment. It better not stick out like a sore thumb. That white arrow was far worse than this. Architects love to design things that are open and plain, and they just think that's wonderful. I don't think they think about usage ever. So when they built the S building, they said, isn't this great? Look at all the glass and white walls. And everyone said, I have absolutely nowhere to go. I don't know where to go. 
They said, can you make some signs? And I'm like, well, where, where would you put signs up? Stick them out of the wall, hang them off glass? I mean, that just is not even a, a, a solution. So I had to take the, the environment in which is offered to you and, and say, okay, how do I get that message there with, with the architecture? How do I make sure it blends in? Every single shape and color is already in the building and it reflects all the windows and the linear lines and the floor. The photo ID area was a, was, a, was a tough little problem. They wanted blue screens so the kids can sit behind and take their picture. And I said, who wants to look at blue screens standing against the wall? So I put blue sky with clouds on the wall so they just sit down and that's behind them. So they're able to take their picture and, and that everything turns out okay. And when they're sitting there, they're actually looking at this underneath the counter. Admission said, you know, nobody's coming into our department. Everyone just looks at us and passes by. So there's a really easy <laughs> solution here. Start here and look at people just flock. <laughs> um, it doesn't matter what people, what people want. They say, I, I, want, I want to use this space so we can share, talking about design, what can we do? Do you want a whiteboard? Do you want a chalkboard? What do we want to do? I said, well, why can't it? have dual purposes. So we're talking about sharing, but it's made out of stainless steel so we can use magnets to put all our work up. And at the same time, this is against a bank of windows in which we want people to see that they, they are to share. They are to share their stories with us because we're the marketing department and that's exactly what makes marketing fantastic is people to share their own stories. The president asked me, she said, can you do something for me? I really think the message everybody needs to know when they're up here, when the board walks through, whatever we're doing, can we just make sure that they know we're here for only one reason, and that's for students. But I had to do it in a really, really subtle way. You can't hit them over the head. It has to blend in the environment, but it has to be there enough for them not to miss it. Unlike a lot of um, photographers, they don't like the smartphone because, you know, these people are taking willy-nilly pictures all over the place. But I think it is the best invention in the world because it allows you to capture what you see every day, no matter where you are. See? And I don't care if you're, I'm driving by campus, walking through, what is it that you see that makes it unique? It's the Mamatis clouds over Cyclone Center, how perfect is that? Or is it just the light? Is there something different about the composition? What is going on in the image that you feel is important to capture? It's just a really good exercise because we all know that with exercise comes habit. And if we have the habit to see, we can bring that into everything that we do in our lives and apply it everywhere. I don't care if you're sitting on a laundromat waiting for the dryer. There's something there to see or in the alley at night or outside in the front with the sun shining. That's adorable, evil Edith. She'll be in a children's book someday. <laughs> and this is the best quote in the world. 